0: Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your podcast on all things Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors writer for the Mercury News. I'm here with Bram Hillsman, the host of the popular Warriors
1: Huddle podcast. Bram, thanks for jumping on the show, man.
0: Appreciate it. How you doing?
1: You know, it's my pleasure. If you were going to slow down on any of the words, I kind of wish you would slow down on "popular." Like, really, just underline that and hit it hard, but. With that criticism, man, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing as well as a global pandemic will allow me to. But.
0: I wanted to bring you on to talk about a, a, a few things because you have a very um, specific viewpoint on things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Steven Jackson. We're going to talk about how Warriors fans can watch what is going to be unfolding in the war, in the NBA bubble and just... I kind of come at things from an NBA perspective as a league-wide perspective. I've always sort of done that. But you obviously come from things from a Warriors perspective. And I always appreciate talking with you either on air or just off air um, just about your your thoughts, your point of view as a Warriors fan. Um, but I want to start with the Steven Jackson stuff because sure. I talked about this earlier in the week and how just thoroughly disappointing it was for him to – co-sign uh, anti-Semitic material posted by you know, Deshaun Jackson and then after co-signing it, just sort of doubling down on mm. just the ignorant point of view that he had on all those things uh, before I get too much more in the weeds with my perspective, because our listeners have already heard that, I want I just, what was what was interesting to you about that what was disappointing to you about that as somebody who grew up watching that guy
1: Yeah, so before I jump into the problematic stuff, um, let me first give credit to Stack Jack. I'm a huge Steven Jackson as a basketball player guy. Um, I've been a Warriors fan for longer than I care to admit. It's spanned more than three decades, and if you put it differently, my, oh my God, the Warriors have completely changed list of people who brought us there. It doesn't start with Steph Curry. You know, there there are people who came before him that helped – I don't know, change how we viewed this team, change how we experienced them. And one of those guys, Wes, is Steven Jackson. You know, we we were a litany of people who had very little heart and weren't willing to stand up to opponents. In addition to losing, the Warriors were kind of like the soft asses on the block. People would come in here, punch us in the mouth, win by 20 and move on. When Steven Jackson joined the team, one of the things he did was insert toughness and pride and all these other things. So as a Warrior fan who is used to getting my ass kicked, suddenly having this bully, and that's the wrong way to phrase it, some, suddenly having somebody who had the intestinal fortitude that Stack Jack had was such a breath of fresh air. So it wasn't just we believe. It wasn't just you know the, the moments of great success uh, he had on the floor I love Steven Jackson's attitude for as long as I can remember. Um, so you know, my, my relationship with him didn't start when these quotes came out. When the quotes came out, uh, you know, geez, man, it, hard to talk about. And I want to approach it as organized as I can. So let's let's first talk about just my first perception of it. Told you how much I love Steven Jackson. Wes, I like free speech, too, man. Uh, I'm an attorney. I believe in free speech. I got a podcast. I have a ton of outlandish takes during that podcast. Mm -hmm. So people's ability to say what they truly mean does mean the world to me, and I respect it. But I do think there's two basic limits on it. One of them is in law, right? I can't move into a, uh, into a movie theater whenever the hell it is they come back and scream fire, you know, limit on public speech. The other one comes maybe just because I'm an American Jew, but it's don't agree with Hitler, Wes. I, it's just kind of a straightforward rule for me. And when Deshaun Jackson came out with a quote that he attributed to Hitler, and it turns out wrong, the quote actually wasn't from Adolf, but that's what he said it was. And then for Steven Jackson to come out and say, quote, so I just read a statement that the Philadelphia Eagles posted regarding Deshaun Jackson's comments. He was trying to educate himself, educate people, and he's speaking the truth, right? He's speaking the truth. If that comment, literally, if that is just immediately attributable To a Hitler comment, if what Stack Shack is saying is, look, Deshaun Jackson, when he mistakenly quoted Hitler, was accurate. Do I have a problem with that? Yeah, Wes, I do. You know, that that hits me in a nasty place. Steven Jackson is entitled to his opinions. I'm not saying he shouldn't be allowed to say it. But if that's the analysis, does it bother me as a Jew that Steven Jackson agreed with Hitler? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward yes for me.
0: I I understand what you're saying about does Steve Jackson have the right to free speech? And of course he does. But that's almost the point of when when you get to that point in an argument. Well, doesn't he have free speech? Well, you're not even talking about the right thing anymore. Um, it is hmm. To me, I always believe that the answer – what I love about freedom of speech because you and I like, – yeah, you're an attorney. I'm a journalist. We, we – we need freedom of speech, we both value freedom of speech in a very uh, profound way, the answer to me for freedom of speech, the answer to freedom of speech is freedom of speech. And that is why you get backlash when you say dumb stuff like Stephen Jackson. Sure. If you say something stupid, people who also have the right to free speech are going to call you out on saying stupid stuff. And that is exactly what everybody has done to Stephen Jackson. What was so disappointing to me about it was... Uh, I, I watched his interview, you know, a day or two days later with uh, Don Lemon on CNN, and he just didn't get it. He just he 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 dug his heels in and he said, "I never said I hate Jews. I never said I hate anybody." Um, but Deshaun Jackson is right and all this stuff. And then you see him uh, on his Instagram talking about the Rothschilds and just and just uh, uh, pushing these old. Uh, anti-semitic tropes that are very hurtful and very damaging and dangerous then we have a problem and it's again it's deeply disappointing to me because he's done such great work with the black lives matters movement that this sort of stuff this ignorance and this not listening i think defangs and almost defangs his argument and kind of hurts his credibility in a in a movement uh, in the black lives matters movement because The whole point of it is, listen to people, don't be ignorant. Understand where we're coming from. And he did the opposite of that in sort of co-signing this anti-Semitic
1: stuff from Deshaun Jackson.
0: We'll be right back with more Locked On Warriors.
1: Yeah, of course you're right. Um, You know, I, I remember, and I don't even remember what the hell radio show this was, but they had some contest and there was an idiot on the show and the host asked the idiot, okay, For this question, all you have to do is give me an example of a person who was evil. But then the host hedged it and said, okay, but to to make sure that we don't make it too easy, you can't use Hitler. If Hitler literally is the physical embodiment of evil, so much so that you can't use his name because it would be too easy as an example of of evil on a radio show, then yeah, man, you probably shouldn't be agreeing with him, generally speaking, and you sure as hell – should not be agreeing with them in today's day and age. If we had to pick a single person who was a physical embodiment of the type of oppression that black lives matter is, is trying to excise from our own country, mm-hmm. you could do a lot worse than starting with Adolf Hitler, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, I'm not, have never talked to Stachak about this. Um, I'm not smart enough to be able to give you a psychological opinion, but it looks like what happened was, is that there was two messages that Jackson was trying to convey. One was the anti-Semitic one, and I don't know if that was just the, the tail wagging the dog, the whole he's speaking the truth. The second one was this idea that, you know, the the second Deshaun Jackson says something anti-Semitic, the world reacts um, and uh, you know, immediately throws him under the bus, and uh, oppression against African Americans is going on forever, and nobody ever reacted. That seemed to be the second thing that Stephen Jackson was trying to say, and I can see why he at least wanted that to be voiced, but even that opinion misunderstands history, Wes, because I'm pretty sure in the Holocaust, things did not go, you know, the, 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 the Jews have been oppressed as well, and the fact that there was a single NFL owner who reacted to a player's uh, comments on it does not suddenly disappear. You know all the other oppression that's happened before. So no, it was it was an upsetting quote, and as I've gotten into it, I'm I'm revisiting the uh, the anger I had then.
0: Do you think this matters to Warriors fans? Do you think other Warriors fans who don't have last names like we do care?
1: In what way? I mean, when they read the article, did it? Uh, resonate with them? Did it bother them? Sure. Um, if this was a, a very popular player today, and that player took the court whenever the NBA returns, would casual NBA fan no longer root for him? I don't know. You know, I I really don't know the answer to that. What do you think?
0: I'm pessimistic. I don't think anybody cares, and it's why a few days later. I mean, we're talking about this days later now. It's why I want to keep talking about it because I think it is important to talk about, uh, and it's not even from a selfish standpoint. Like I want to talk about it because it has to relate to to Jews or anything like that. I just it's important to talk about in the broader sense that listening is really important, and I think that's what kind of an education is really important, and it's what's gotten us into this predicament. Whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement or politically or the coronavirus or whatever, it's the lack of listening. That's lack of education. That, is, that was reflected in Steven Jackson's comments that has led us to this point. And I do think that Steven Jackson has done an okay job walking things back and apologizing for things. I don't I don't want to get out of this podcast without at least acknowledging that, but he could do a lot better. And I don't know that he's going to have to do a lot better because it sort of feels like this thing is already fading away and, in, a, in a way that, again, uh, is is troubling to me because, of course... Stephen Jackson knows how to speak out on the Black Lives Matter. Of course he does. And he should be, again, celebrated for what the work that he's done for that. But everybody knows how to speak up when it comes to their own thing. It's why you and I are having this podcast, this conversation right now. We know how to speak up on our own thing. But it's so much more important to be able to, to at least listen to other people's things. And I feel like yep. it's still getting lost here.
1: Uh, I come from probably the most liberal place on earth. Born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. I went to UC Santa Cruz, man. Yeah, I I live in Oakland. I was born and raised here. So everything I have I have lived and done and um you know this led me to this point has made me about as liberal as humanly possible. But even with that background, I've learned a ton during the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. And one of the things I learned is that simply just not being racist, not actively having hate in my heart for other groups is not enough. You have to combat casual racism in your life, otherwise you are being complicit with what uh, is out there. And one of the people who helped me realize that was Steven Jackson, with some of the messages he's put out there. Well, if that is true for African-Americans, I'd like to think the same is true for anti-Semitism and that it's not enough to simply not be anti-semitic that you have to be active in its prevention and if steven jackson is going to communicate that idea for black lives matter then sure would i like to see the same respect paid towards what i consider to be another minority i would
0: i appreciate you coming on to talk about this i don't think that we could have i could have had this sort of conversation with a lot of people but we're going to take a break here and then awkwardly transition into something a little bit more lighthearted. This is Locked On Warriors. All right, back with Locked On Warriors here with Bram Hilden- Hilsman. Apologies for screwing up your last name. I we just had a whole long conversation about our last names, basically. But, yeah, well, wow. And
1: you didn't include from the popular Warriors huddle which kidding. I told you is the only thing I really wanted. But, you know, whatever. The you can do that.
0: Very popular.
1: Hey. Maybe oh, most pause. popular
0: Warriors podcast. <laughs> okay, Warriors that's even podcast. better. All right. Thank you. Um, yep. And yeah, I said, I must listen. Five stars. Uh, I want to talk to you about how Warriors fans should watch the upcoming bubble season from the NBA because obviously Warriors fans are accustomed to having watched their team in the playoffs uh, over the last several years. A lot of Warriors fans are not like you, Bram. They, didn't, they don't remember the old times. They remember the times where, and a lot of people listening to this podcast might be new Warriors fans. And look, I'm not judging. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why teams win. You win to get more fans and you make more money. But they might not remember losing teams from the Warriors. They might not remember what it's like to be a Warriors fan and have to watch the playoffs with your team not in it. What do you think Warriors fans are excited for? What are you excited for uh, during the upcoming bubble season?
1: So I do have a lot of experience in this, man. Um, for, I mean, the the Warriors dynastic run feels like a fever dream. You know, the rest of it feels it feels like the, uh, the, the basic Warriors experience over my life. So, no, this is not the first time I've done it. And I've sat down and kind of thought out what I'm hoping from the bubble. Um, so here's where I'm at. Number one. I'm probably going to buy some interest less, you know, the, 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 I love basketball. I love playoff basketball, but now that I've gotten really used to the Warriors being in it, watching these playoffs without a team will be like watching an excellent action movie without a hero I give a fuck about. So my first move is I'm going to buy a hero. I'm not sure who right now I'm leaning towards Boston coming out of the East, uh, Eastern conference. So I'll put down a little money and now suddenly I care about that team a lot. But for those who do not have, you know, degeneracy in their background, like maybe I do, there's some other things. Um, and so here are the three categories I got for it. I'm hoping for failure. I'm hoping for health, and I'm hoping for a little bit of scouting. Here's what I mean: hoping for failure. Like I hope Antetokounmpo, the Bucks, and the Lakers fail terribly. You know, Giannis, obvious. I hope he fails sometimes before the finals. It frustrates him. He suddenly looks for a new team, ends up in Golden State. So every game I'm watching with the Bucks, I'm hoping we get some shot that you know, shows uh, Antetokounmpo's face and all of us can read into it it's like, oh, he hates it there. So I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping LeBron fails spectacularly. Now, not because I have hatred for LeBron. I actually have come to really respect him, but I do have hatred for the way clutch media has changed ESPN and the way they report on him. And I cannot handle what will happen if he wins. They'll report that he can walk on water. So I'm out on that, man. Those, those are the two failures that I'm rooting for. Health. The Warriors have the TPE, the MLE, that they're going to be able to add to their team next year. And so there are a couple of guys who I would really like to see in Golden State jerseys. They're both a little bit older so I want to see them come out of these playoffs totally healthy and all good. Marc Gasol, Paul Millsat. Mm-hmm. So anytime Toronto's out there, anytime Denver's out there, I want these players to be in bubble wrap. Dude. Like I, I just, I do not want them to get hurt. I don't know how realistic it is, um, but that's my, uh, my health angle, which leads to the final one, home and a scout. So there's a bunch of other guys, like names who I will throw out if I'm grabbing a drink with a friend or something, um, and people who I at least want to consider as a uh, as a roster spot on the Warriors, but I haven't watched them play for a while, either because they're out of market um, or I just didn't have interest, or maybe I have questions about them because they're either young or old. So I want to watch these dudes ball and then get a sense of whether or not the Warriors should go after them. Um, and here is my list for you there. Derek Favors, I remember feeling like he was going to be so good when he was first drafted to Utah and then nothing really happened. But now when he's on the Pelican, you know, maybe if he can show us he's that. even close to a double-double guy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Um, Dario Sarik, I, I even though he looks like he's about, I don't know, 65, 66, he's actually kind of a young talent. Uh, and I wouldn't mind to see what he's doing in Phoenix. Kent Bazemore, old name, old warrior. Uh, he's playing for Sacto now and might be able to give us a little length and D. Um, Ariza, Jay Crowder, your boy Winslow uh, from the Heat. There's just there's a series of people who I just want to watch and hope that they could uh, they could add to the squad. I
0: um, will throw another name in there: Aaron Gordon from Orlando. Um, there, he's a more interesting TPE target who I talked about earlier in the week. Uh, I, I actually think that that might be, the it, that might be, if I'm a Warriors fan, what I, like, well, first of all, somebody covering the Warriors, that's sort of my lens, too, is which one of these guys makes sense? Because we know that the front office for the Warriors is going to be doing the same thing, right? They're watching right. these playoffs, looking at guys like Justice Winslow and Trevor Ariza and all these other guys you talked about. Uh, what would Dario Saric look like at the five for us? Like they might be thinking those things when they're watching this. So they're going to be scouting this just as everybody else is. I think that's a really interesting way, um, especially in this sort of isolated environment um, to you, watch. You've
1: the- got to personalize it. You've got to personalize it. Uh, there's a reason why March Madness is the most um, successful, at least as far as television ratings, uh, the sports event of the year every single year. Because the and games. it's because exactly right. All right. It's because everybody does the pools, but even more than that, we can simplify that. It's because everybody has found a way to make it personally interesting to them, right? If you've picked a game and now you have a winner out of it, even if you couldn't name a single person on either team, you care about that game. You want the person to win. So really what we're talking about is warrior fans, give yourself personal stakes. You know what I mean? Like if if you're not like me and you want to gamble, so you are literally buying those stakes then imagine these people in warriors jerseys you're going to root for them so personalize it and suddenly you will care in a way you previously did not
0: do you care who wins at all are you do you have i mean i know you might be purchasing a care but do you
1: like even I, a slight i care root? who I care who loses. It turns out, and this is just right in line with the kind of hater personality I have either I been have blessed know or cursed with. You, yeah, you no, know, and I think you did. I feel like you did the second you walked in. I, I, I picked up a little bit of snark in the uh, the vocal inflection there. Um, so I don't want, and then this this goes right back into the hoping for failure. Um, I do not want the Bucks to win because I still want a shot at, like, a completely unfair dynasty. I do not want LeBron to win because of ESPN. And I think I don't want the Clippers to win because I have more than one Clipper fan in my life, and I just don't need to receive text messages from them on, a, uh, on an ongoing basis. Everybody else, sure, man. I don't really care. Sky's the limit. Um, I, it, it won't bother me or make me angry if somebody else comes home with the Larry O'Brien right.
0: His name's Bram Hillsman. He is the host of a very, extremely, overwhelmingly popular <laughs> podcast called The Warrior's Huddle. Go ahead and listen to that. Anywhere you get podcasts, uh, you can follow Warrior's Huddle where?
1: We are at a, uh, a number of different places. You can find the podcast on all places where podcasts are played, Apple, Stitcher, whole nine yards. If uh, you want any more takes from us, we're up on Twitter at Warriors Huddle. And if you want to let me know I was right, wrong, anything during today's pod, drop me a line at WarriorsHuddle.gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks, Brian. Which is hell of unprofessional, by the way. We need a new email address, but yeah, it is what it is.
0: Wait, is it, what is it? WarriorsHuddle69 at Yahoo?
1: Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's giant blunt smoker at 420.com. I mean, you know, whatever, man. I, I put it together when I was in Santa Cruz. I don't need your judgment.
0: Very good. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks <laughs> for having me, man. Thanks again to Bram for joining the show. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can rate us, review us, say nice things about us at all of those places. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.